Welcome to the Black and Green Podcast, your go-to place to find the latest high-quality, all-natural products created by Black artisans. Hosted by yours truly, Dr. Kristen H., we'll discuss all things health, wellness, self-care, and self-love. We'll feature a refreshing lineup of guests, including entrepreneurs, artisans, holistic lifestylists, clean beauty experts, and a plethora of other innovators within the wellness industry. I hope that you join us for this amazing journey. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining the Black and Green podcast. We have a wonderful artisan here with you today. I'm really excited for the Afro Hair and Skin Co. We have Ibby. Welcome, Ibby. Hi, welcome. Um, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's really nice to be here. You can welcome me to the podcast as well. That's fine. <laughs> welcome. welcome to you too. <laughs> So can you start off by just telling us what is the story behind your brand, the Afro Hair and Skin Co? Um, well, for me, it was um, basically born um, quite a few years back out of necessity for myself. I found myself living um, abroad for work um, in Sweden. And um, at that time, uh, there was just no access to products that I could use for my hair. And I hadn't really thought about it. I hadn't taken many products with me so when I ran out I'd run out and when I started to look for products for myself I just realized that Sweden wasn't the place that was, <laughs> was going to uh, deliver those products so I had to look for other av avenues for um, caring for my hair and um, it was mainly about my hair at that time because skincare you can find anywhere and at that time I wasn't really um, so focused at on the ingredients that, that hadn't occurred to me at that time. However, during the process of um, exploring alternatives for my hair, um, I kind of stumbled upon the kind of natural, natural movement at that time. So that was around 2005. So it's still in the kind of early stages and started to hear about ingredients that I'd never heard of before and, you know, access those I ordered them online and just started to create my own things and um, basically it was just a dramatic difference um, in between the products that I'd been using and had been accustomed to using had been brought up using and then you know realizing that these really stripped back simple um, ingredients were doing far more for my hair than than those products had ever done and I think I'd always gotten used to the fact that I had scalp problems or skin problems and have never really connected the two. Um, so things like dandruff or just flaky scalp, that to me was like a norm, like, oh, this is just what I suffer with and there is no real cause. It just, it's just the way that my scalp is. And on transitioning into more natural ingredients, um, I realized that, you know, all those symptoms were disappearing and um, that there was actually a kind of cause and effect to them. And so that kind of started me on the road to exploring further what goes into our products and, and what effects the ingredients are having on us. And so that was the beginning stages. Um, I moved out of Sweden in 2009 and then by 2011, I was already kind of cultivating the brand um, in its really early stages and then finally launched in 2016. So been quite a long journey to, to get there. 
So can you tell us about the journey? You say, you know, from 2011 to 2016, what were the things that you were doing? Kind of what were some of your roadblocks and what were some of the challenges that you had to overcome? Um, well, for me, um, I when I moved back to the UK, so I moved back in 2009, um, it was smack bang in the middle of the recession. So I came back and um, obviously, um, struggled to find employment at that time, whereas before it was quite easy to pick up a job and you know, travel around. At that time, I, um, yeah, I moved back and there was not much going on. So in some ways, that gave me more time to explore um, my new interests and I've been cultivating a different lifestyle whilst living there. So I was becoming more mindful and more conscious of the things that I was eating and trying to be more intentional about taking care of myself and my mental health. Um, and so during that time, I, you know, I would um, create and share my products just with friends and family and look into ways of reducing um, yeah, toxic ingredients in our products. So when I would visit um, the typical hair shops, I would be examining the ingredients and seeing what really went into them and just, you know, really opening my eyes to the fact that we were being disproportionately marketed to with unhealthy um, ingredients and a lot of greenwashing was happening. So even if your intentions were good, you were still receiving products that weren't um, what they seemed. Ooh, can and, you talk more about greenwashing? What does that mean? Uh, greenwashing is basically marketing to, um, to your audience using sort of buzzwords, for instance, like you could use olive oil or avocado to promote your product. But when you actually turn the product around and look at the percentage of that product that you're using to promote um, a positive impression of your product, um, you find out that it's actually, um, you know, the least quantity within the product that you're buying. So you, your, the impression that you get is that you're buying this healthy product with avocado or olive oil. And then the reality is that it's filled with parabens and toxins and possibly one to 2% of that whole entire product is um, what it says it is. And so this is a kind of common marketing strategy for you know, deceiving people into, into buying a product based on the idea that it might be good for them, so. Mm, thank you. It's interesting. I think a lot of people don't realize that when you look at ingredients, they're listed from the ingredient that they have the most of to the, yeah. the, less, the least amount of. Exactly. So thing that you're really excited about, if it comes towards the end of the list, then you have no idea what percentage it actually is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it's so, and it's so common, really. You know, mm -hmm. and, it, and if you're not particularly inclined to pay attention then you'll never know it but um yeah it's definitely a kind of false um it's a false um security false mm -hmm. sense of security that they're selling yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense tell us about the name how did you come up with the name afro hair and skin co um well i it's so difficult to this um to say somehow just because it popped into my head one day in a in a kind of dreamlike state so i always say it came to me in a dream and um, it's just one of those things that that um i was messing around on photoshop because i'm quite into art and illustration and things so i was just um just doing some other things and then suddenly in in the midst of a daydream the the name just came to me and I remember typing it out in Photoshop 
and taking it to my sister's room, who um, I was sharing with. We have uh, we had an apartment together, um, and um, I took it into her room, and I was like, oh, "We have Afro hair and skin co. That could be a real thing, couldn't it? <laughs> like, we don't have a company that looks like Suey. You know, when I think about sort of black businesses or the black businesses that I've grown up with, they were either very very much set um, from a specific era, um, so certain products from a specific time that have always followed us through our lives. But it really occurred to me that we didn't have anything kind of fresh, modern, but still reflect our reflected our identities, um, something that aligned more with ourselves as modern people. Um, I always felt that my products were something to to sort of tuck away and feel a little bit ashamed of if uh, you know someone's in your bathroom you're like oh don't look at that because you know the design's bad it's just nothing about it sort of reflects modern sensibilities or at least in my own opinion and it just became more and more clear to me that you know there is a direct link between our self-esteem and the products that we choose to use or the products that are there available for us and for me it's like how do i feel beautiful if the products that i use aren't beautiful and for me i wanted i didn't want i knew that i needed products for myself and i didn't want um to kind of create something that was generic for everyone i wanted it intentionally to be for black women because i felt that that's where there was a lack and there was a shortage for me and that my own need for feeling beautiful wasn't being met and so um yeah it just it was kind of all sort of threaded through that idea like really wanting it to to speak to black women or black men and yeah to kind of align more with who we are now rather than what the past was so so you that's interesting that you were very intentional of wanting to create a product that was for black people Mm. a hard decision to make or did you know from the very beginning that's who you were creating for no i knew that from the start i mean you know everybody else has everything they need and you know we are very much still having to cultivate that and create that for ourselves and maybe haven't felt as deserving of it because it's never really been directed at us and so for me it's like i'm this person and you know these are my values and I'm sure there are so many people who share my values and and are looking for products like this. And, you know, obviously there's doubt in the beginning because you just think, you know, will there be enough people to really make this a sustainable thing? But, you know, I don't regret for a minute launching the business because, you know, it has just taken a life of its own. And, you know, you you get to connect with people and hear the stories and, you know, know that people share the same feelings that I had um, before launching the brand. So, so for me, it had always been very intentional and I was always very unapologetic about the fact that it would be for black people. I don't think we have to apologize for having products that meet our own needs. We don't have to always justify that or try to overcompensate for that. Thanks to our artisan for joining us. And now to our moment of meditation with Dr. Crystal Jones.
So wherever you are right now, just take a moment to be. Be in your awareness, be in your truth, be in your wholeness. Allow yourself to show up as light, dark, and every shade of gray in between. Feeling your presence, experiencing your truth, finding your breath, and instead of directing her, listen to her. Ask her where she wants to spend more time and spend more time there. Ask her where she's stuck and go into the experience of why. Be in this breath, be in this movement and continue to cultivate this experience through the rest of your day. Honoring that your truth and whatever you show up as is always enough. You are perfection and excellence personified. Anything that tells you that you're anything else no longer serves you. I hope that you enjoyed the meditation with Dr. Crystal. Sometimes we all need a reminder to just stop and take a break, stop and clear our minds, stop and be present but now we're going to hop back into the conversation with our artisan so we talked about kind of creating the products on unapologetically how do you kind of live unapologetically um well for me um i think living in sweden really changed me um i prior to that i grew up in um, hackney in london um i guess you won't be familiar with it but it's kind of an inner city borough mm-hmm. um it, at the time wasn't a very wealthy borough now it's been very heavily gentrified so it's like unaffordable to live in it's happened across the entire world yeah (laughs) it's now the like one of the hot spots and you definitely can't afford to live there anymore but um at the time that i grew up there you know it was it was just very very urban i guess the word would be um that would be used here and um I, i didn't have much inclination towards nature or I had no um, concept of self-care or, um, you know, trying to be mindful for myself. Um, And then living in um, Sweden, it was just a lot of a a slower lifestyle that I wasn't used to because I was so close to the city and all the main spots of London. We had that easy access and life was always go, go, go. And then Sweden was just a complete, you know, switch. It was a city, Stockholm but life was just 100% slower than the life that I was used to. And I really struggled with that in the beginning. Like, you know, why are these people walking so slowly? Why is everything just so, you know, moving so slowly? Um, but in the end, um, I stayed there for four years and really sort of transitioned into that pace and realized that there was a lot of tension within me that was just un undefined and unreleased and it really gave me an opportunity to sort of reflect on my life and my lifestyle. I'd say on returning I I loved coming back to London but there was always this underlying um, restlessness for for the quiet again and um, so 
finally in 2014, um, with my partner, we moved to a small coastal town, also in the UK, um, just to kind of embrace that quieter life. And I knew that I had to make that move in order to be able to launch the business in the way that I wanted to, mm -hmm. um, in an authentic way that kind of aligned with my, you know, my lifestyle that I wanted to live and you know the, the values that I had come to embrace as well so um, yeah so we moved to a small town we you know we're not perfect but we try to be very intentional about how we live you know we shop locally and make sure that we're supporting like local small businesses and that ties into my business as well in that I like to um, I prioritize purchasing from British growers and British farmers um, and ingredients that are grown in the UK, just because this is just a more sustainable way of producing the products. If I think about my brand growing and the impact that that would have on the environment, I want to be doing as much as possible to minimize my own impact mm. on the planet. So if I'm able to keep our, our ingredients and our resources as close to home as possible, mm. and I'm able to, you know, talk and communicate with the people producing um, our ingredients, then I'll be more reassured about you know, how, how that impact is um, following through environmentally and also for people, you know, exploitation, and whether people are being paid correctly for the labor that they do. And so, so for me, it's all very important. Obviously it's not, it's not possible at this time to have all the ingredients grown in the UK we're not a tropical country at all so there are a lot of ingredients that that don't but for the most part I'm trying with with um all aspects of the business to just ensure that it's sustainable and that it's green and it really kind of um doesn't contribute to any kind of um, exploitation of people or planets so. and that's what I mean that we love when we find brands that at your core your values align with our values yeah that's what we really try to find at black and green is brands that are taking sustainability serious that understand their supply chain that are working with suppliers that aren't um kind of abusing the the folks who are creating the yeah. ingredients and so we just love when those synergies really align and we find other brands that care about that the same way that we care about it mm -hmm. so tell us about your products your line has three products we're selling all three on our platform so tell us about them um, so yeah um we have three products one is a skincare product flow perfectly balanced facial oil um which has become a really popular product amongst our pro um, amongst our customers, and it's been really um, encouraging and inspiring to see how um, a product that I'd made for myself initially, um, after years of searching for, you know, a good moisturizer that would deal with my combination oily skin. Um, yeah, um, so people have really kind of embraced that, and um, it's so great to see. Um, it's made with 100% natural ingredients. Yeah, it's been really great for people to embrace the products um, that I've been using for years myself. Um, we utilize British ingredients in that product. It's 100% natural, also vegan friendly. All of our products are vegan friendly um, and will remain so. Um, and uh, 
it's just a very nourishing facial oil that contains ingredients like blackcurrant seed oil, which is very good for kind of evening out the skin tone, it's packed with antioxidants and um, it's just really penetrates in the skin and is deeply nourishing without being kind of clogging. Um, the whole formula is really balancing. So if you have oily skin, it will help to kind of regulate that. Also, if you have dry skin, it will, um, you know, it's nourishing enough to get in there and really provide you with the moisture that you need. Um, the other products we have are Flourish Hair Butter. So this is just a very natural and simple hair butter that works to kind of restore dry and brittle hair. Um, we utilize ingredients like organic walnut butter, uh, which is just, again, a, a very lightweight um, butter that just um, doesn't weigh the hair down. It's very light, you would use a small amount, but it's so effective at sort of softening and you know, nourishing brittle hair. So that's kind of one of my favorite hair products to use on a sort of daily, every other day basis. And you don't actually need a lot. Um, I think that's always one of the mistakes that people make is that when transitioning from products that you're kind of typically used to, that might contain water, and you know be um, preserved using a system um, you're so used to using so much product that when you transition to the natural products don't realize that you actually only need a really tiny amount to to get the same benefits so that's something we try to sort of educate our um, customers about because people come back and be like oh I really liked it but you know uh, I put like loads on and and it was like really heavy and so um, we just try to to kind of get the message across that once you've kind of gone to an all natural product, there is a different method of using it for for caring for your hair. And then lastly, the last product we have is Bloom Omega Healthy Hair Oil, and it's just a good all rounder lightweight hair oil. It's non greasy. It doesn't weigh down the hair strand. It penetrates the hair strand, and and it contains really lovely ingredients like organic thistle oil, which again is just a it's a very thin but nutritious oil and uh, it seems to be compatible with you know many hair types so from your three c's to your four c's if you want to sort of frame it in in, in the hair in the hair lingo but um yeah it's, it's it's compatible with like most hair types and it really kind of helps to strengthen and elasticate the hair strand so um yeah so those are our three products and we also have three new products launching this year, so that will be quite exciting, exciting. to get to. Yeah. Very exciting. I know that you've mentioned like your time in Sweden, wanting to kind of find that quiet and kind of changing the way that you eat. Can you give us some like details on how you have practiced self-love and if it's through food, kind of what food changes or choices do you make now? Um, yeah, I'd say it was across across everything. I mean, at the age of 13, I decided to go vegetarian. So there was, there was that. And so I haven't eaten meat since I was 13. I'm now 36. Um, so that's a long time. However, I did reintroduce fish into my diet in my mid-20s. So, so I've always had like the fish there. Um, but I'm also dairy-free. Um, so like now I'm more inclined to to head towards veganism but um, for them for the most part at this site at this time I would say that my diet was 
probably like 95% plant-based. Mm. And, you know, I try to keep that up. We don't eat fish very often. And when we do, um, we live by the coast. And so it's caught locally. Mm. And, you know, I try to keep that sustainable part of our lifestyle. Um, for me, the plant-based is very important because it's what affects my mood and energy on a day-to-day -day basis. And I had maybe more pr problematic relationship with food in the past. Um, I wasn't maybe consciously aware of it, but I was using it for comfort and for, um, yeah, just a way to sort of drown my problems. So it'd be like, oh, just get a nice cake and I'll feel better. And, you know, I'd never felt really better. Um, in the way that I would feel better if I, you know, really prepare myself a beautiful meal made with like fresh ingredients and how that really, um, how your body responds to that, um, that gift basically. So, so food I'm very conscious of now as a, as a means of self-love and self-care. Yeah. Um, other things, it's just basically getting outside and, you know, even when I don't feel like it, just making sure I go for that walk and clear my head and, you know, I could wake up feeling very down some days and be like, oh, I'm just going to sit on the sofa. But then, you know, you talk yourself round and it's like, just go outside because, you know, just a breath of fresh air really changes your perspective on, on most things. And for the most part, there are no real problems for me at this stage in my life however you know our mood it does what it does and mm -hmm. so it's just important to be aware of that and know what you can do to to shift that and move the energy out um i also really i'm into crystals and you know diffusers and you know all the other the bits and pieces around it that you know you can sort of you know, touch and feel on a day-to-day -day basis and know that you know this allows you to be conscious of the fact that you're thinking about your own wellness and your own health so so yeah yoga mm -hmm. and meditation as well um, yeah all the things that I think will um, just kind of help to ground me mm -hmm. and um, you know keep me energized through the day because the days you know the days can be long I've got a toddler um, as well as running this business and so Oh, wow. um, I kind of need to, <laughs> to to kind of keep on top of things on a day-to-day -day basis and not kind of let my moods dictate how the day day goes so it's very important for me to keep a balance really. All right well thank you so much for joining us and for your words of wisdom. And thank you for having me it's been a pleasure. Absolutely so if you're looking for some amazing plant-based skin oil or hair products they're absolutely wonderful um, black and green is the exclusive united states carrier of afro hair and skin co so we're really excited to be partnering with them um, and, <laughs> and all right guys we'll see you next week thanks bye <laughs>